Welcome to the Odds Makers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports. The line starts here as we take you behind the counter for an all-access look at the biggest events in sports. Through the minds of career Las Vegas odds makers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Want the very best in odds boosts, promotions, and contests? Download the Superbook Sports app. Follow us at Superbook Sports on social media and head to Superbook.com. Superbook.com today. Now let's jump behind the counter and talk with the odds makers before we get our wagers down. Here's your MC, Jonathan Von Tobel. What's up, folks? Welcome in. It is an exciting edition of the Odds Makers. Energy's palpable in the room. Jonathan Von Tobel, Jay Cornegay, John Murray. And of course, we are all set. The stage, that is. The final four is here. And I immediately, right off the bat, I'm going to pick a bone. You ready for this? Let's do it. John Murray just spent the last three minutes before we started recording complaining about the final four. I'm in. This is going to be a great final four. And this is not fake enthusiasm. These are four good basketball programs and teams that are set to duke it out for a national championship. But you have to say this, right? Because we we pay you for the show. Not at all. I'm excited. How can you not be? Uh, Okay. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's okay. Florida, Atlantic, San Diego State, huh? San Diego State is a very good basketball program that's been very good for a very long time in the Mountain West. It's finally getting its shine. FAU, a 30-plus win team among some of the best in college basketball, top 30 in both offense and defense. How are you not excited about that? It's a good basketball team. They're a good team. They're a good team. This would be a very good play-in game or maybe a first-round game. Wow, I didn't know you were an elitist. (laughs) So you want Duke and you want Syracuse every year, Kentucky and Kansas? Duke and Kentucky, give it to me. Yes. Huh? Really? That's what I want. Uh, okay. That's terrible. That's what this is all about. Yeah, for the 120th time. See, Jay's on my side, right? I'm watching. I'm interested. Well, that's the thing. John's also going to watch. Yeah. So He I'll is going to watch. I'll be here. Yeah. If you weren't here, would you watch? Uh, I definitely would watch the second game. But I'm talking about the first one. Sure. Sure. Yes. This also speaks to my wish that for people like No, actually, like John, probably not, because baseball, baseball starts on Thursday. That's, yes, so does. I would definitely be watching baseball. We can no. do the whole podcast on that? You want to do that? No, I um, would be watching baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I cannot wait, and we'll get more into this at matchup because we we're going to recap everything. My wish is that it's like a 42-37 game, like San Diego State. <laughs> just everybody understands what San Diego yeah. State uh-huh. is when we that get That would be fun. That would, would I would be? enjoy that. Come on. Absolutely I, I would like that. All right, before we get to those, though, Sweet 16, Elite 8, we haven't, ta- we haven't spoken since. Uh, so I will ask you guys, as aside from recapping some of these individual results, those two rounds overall at the Superbook, how did that go for you guys? Oh, game by game, pretty good. Yeah. You know, but uh, we had a future bet out there, as a lot of you guys already know. We had a, a bet that we took in December for FAU to reach the Final Four at, only at 400 to 1. Four, that's it. Wow. 400 to 1. You know, I'm okay with that bet, actually. Uh, you know, when, when I heard about it, I thought we accepted that wager right before the tournament started, but it was actually back in December. Okay. And that was. Uh, uh, there was some confusion there, but I'm okay with the bet that we took back in December at 401 for $500. Yes, I would have been a little bit more upset if it was something that we would have taken right before the tournament started. I think that would have been a little reckless, but it wasn't the case. Wait, can so, I ask real quick? Can yeah. you clarify? Somebody yeah. put $500 on 401 or that it is paying out $500? No, someone put $500 okay. down at 401, paid 200000 
Uh, we got some of that back, about half of that back, actually, mm-hmm. uh, selling off of other things going into it. But uh, um, I really wasn't concerned about it until they beat Tennessee, really. Once they beat Tennessee um, and, you know, just the way they've been playing, they, they're full of confidence. They seem like they have uh, – they're very deep. It seems like they all can handle the ball. They got some size underneath there. But for the most part, those guys, they – they're playing with so much confidence. They're tenacious. I mean, they are unbelievable. So, yes, I am going to watch that game, wow. John. I'm sorry. I'm going to watch the formerly uh, <laughs> uh, Mountain West team, uh, San Diego Soon State. Soon to be formerly they, Mountain yeah, West. Yeah, okay. Team. They're still in the Mountain yeah. West. Yeah, they are. Um, I hate to see them go. But, yeah, yeah I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm as excited as I am with any other one, really. But okay. I think I'm, maybe I'm a little bit more interested just because it's something that we just haven't seen before. But you want the standard blue bloods in there. I guess. Duke. I guess I didn't know that about myself. But John's I was, Wait, you learn things about yourself? I looked at the matchups and I was like, yeah, I don't care at all about these games. Is you don't that, care? Is that bad, John? You don't care that the foul owls are on the prowl? Not really. Come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's such know. a great phrase. Uh, I guess maybe I am an elitist in turn when it comes to college oh, basketball God. blue bloods. It's disappointing. I thought I didn't even know that about myself. Didn't know that. Well, you know. To John's credit, all right, he said that before the tournament. You know, he's like, everybody likes these, you know, uh, upsets. He he doesn't like them because he creates maybe some mismatches, you know, moving down. I can understand that, you know, in the Sweet 16. But here they are, I mean, still, they're in the Final Four. I I think it's exciting. So I I take it, I take it, John, then. You were very excited to watch UConn just roll through. What are those good, solid basketball well, I, programs with a storied history, yeah. smashing opponents left and right to get to the final? Game? I was disappointed. I went to the game Saturday, and it was it was kind of a letdown how bad the game was. I was I mean, there too. Credit to UConn. They they just demolished Gonzaga. Second I give half. them in the second half, right? I give nothing but full marks to UConn. Blow blew through Arkansas. Arkansas, good team. They're just taking care of Kansas, and then just crushed Gonzaga in the second half. Very impressive, Connecticut. And you think back how good they were before Big East play, and how good they've been in this tournament. When they play outside the conference, nobody nobody can touch the, the Huskies right now. How all high, year? So how much? When you we talk about this all the time, right? Like upgrades and whatever. Have you guys upgraded the rating on UConn? Because like now they're number one in mm-hmm. Ken Palm, and a lot of people mm-hmm. have spoken about upgrading their numbers on UConn. So how does that work for you guys? Does the power I, rating increase as I, the results come in? I think that it was if you consider that they were favored by more against Arkansas than Kansas was, and yep. then they were a three-point favorite against Gonzaga. That never would have been the line before the tournament started, and they won both those games with ease. So that yeah, they're every time they take the floor, it looks like their power rating is going up. Yeah. I mean, we make adjustments. Uh, it's not like huge adjustments, just like we do with any other sport. We make subtle adjustments as they progress, and that's what. Even though UConn might have been, we might have been a little bit more aggressive with them, just because of the way they were playing and the way they've been dominating. But it's not like a knee-jerk reaction here. Mm-hmm. It's slow adjustments as they progress. Yeah, and UConn. For those who don't know, it, we, people have been hearkening back to Villanova in 2018. Their average margin of victory mm-hmm. in that tournament was 18.3 points per game yeah. on their way to a national championship. They were awesome. And it, it seems, at least, that UConn is doing that because they're taking on some quality opponents and absolutely dusting them. So as you look at it now, so in all, all seriousness aside, John, when you're talking about like the teams and the quality of opponents and whether or not they're sexy and the attraction to watch them, so who's the second-best team in this thing? 
Is oh, it San Diego State? I think it's Miami. It's I think with the Miami, the way they're playing right now, I, I think they're the second-best team. Interesting, because the odds wouldn't reflect that, right? I think in some spots, I think even at Superbook, if we're still looking at futures, which at this point, I don't know why you would, but still, they are the fourth right. choice. But, but Miami is playing the best team in the semifinal. Yeah. That, that's what they have working against them. But I, I think San Diego State, Miami, we're splitting hairs a little bit, but Miami's playing very well right now. And I, I thought Texas choked that game away. I they, there's no way that Texas should have lost that game. I think if certain people were still coaching the Texas Longhorns, they'd be in the Final Four. But they're not, and Texas blew that game on Sunday, and uh, here we are with Miami and UConn. But Miami does a lot of credit for what they did on Friday against Houston. I mean, they could not miss in that game. They crushed Houston in the Sweet 16. I don't want to take anything away from the Hurricanes. Uh, very impressive. They crushed Indiana in the second round. Yep. You know, all the talk about how hot UConn's coming into this tournament. Miami, they got a hiccup against Drake in the first round. But since then, they've been playing great. So uh, I, I thought this – I wanted to make two points real quick. First off, I hear the point on Rodney Terry. He also got a little unlucky. There was that box-out reversal foul, right? Where it looked yeah, like what was that? Because for those who don't, know. you're not supposed to box the guy out away from the basket. Yeah, there was a situation a at the end of that game that there was a box out situation, and it was called initially it was called to go to Texas. It was going to be Texas ball, mm-hmm. and then it got reversed, and it stayed with Miami. And it was actually I can't remember which player it was, but that was going to be if I remember correctly the final foul on the Miami player that would have sent them to the bench for the rest of the game. But ultimately, it swings things in that direction. And that was a we tough actually, scene. That was a tough call, John. We've got a couple of fouls here in this mm-hmm. last two rounds that have kind of, of course, been at the center of everything. Mm-hmm. But that was a big reason why Texas, you know, you blew a lead. That's one part of yes. it. But a very unlucky foul call. You put yourself in that position, but it kind of, kind of screwed them a little bit when it came to the end of that game, ultimately. Well, I mean, I didn't agree with that call. I don't know how anybody could. It uh, looked like, to me like the it guy was, a was bad boxing call. somebody out. Uh, yeah. But, but I think that's not why that's not why Texas lost the game. Mm. They they didn't make good adjustments in the second half. Miami did, and Miami's in the Final Four because of it. Speaking of foul calls at the end of games too, San Diego State <laughs> is a uh, beneficiary of a late foul call as well. That was the Creighton game where the defender has the hand on the hip of the San Diego State shooter, and they get two free throws with what about like one point three left on the yeah. clock, something there. Uh, hit one of them, and then of course they ultimately move on. So when you talk, as we kind of move this forward here and we take a look at the final four and we have these matchups in front of us, San Diego State, FAU, uh, you guys at the Superbook here right now, you're sitting at about uh, one and a half. The total has been moving around. Do you guys remember where you opened up the total? Because I think it was 132 and a half and it ultimately moved down. Do you see any action on this side or total yet? Or is this going to be the least handled game of the weekend? Have you seen the market go down on that? I mean, I don't think it's... We took any large wagers or anything like that. I think it was just a market move that came down. It wasn't like I'm, I want to clarify. It wasn't a big move. Like it opened one thirty two yeah. and a half market wide. It's down to one thirty one yeah. and a half. So it's not anything massive. No, we haven't seen any. It was just the whole market kind of shifted down, yeah. and uh, we didn't. As far as I know, we didn't take any large wagers or any sharp play uh, on that under. How much does? How much do? teams like this hurt the handle will it be will there be a dip or is it just because hey it's final four it's march madness sports betting is more widespread you won't really see that much of a dip you mean how many john murray's are out there essentially yeah when it comes to betting because i think that no i don't think it's going to hurt that much i mean maybe a tad just a a tad but i I think there's plenty of interest out there uh, especially just the way this whole tournament has unfolded i think people accepted these two cinderella teams that uh, have come through uh you know from the long end mid-majors whatever you want to call them um i think that's been the theme of the whole tournament so i think there's interest i think people have accepted it most people Mm -hmm. 
Well, people are going to bet it because it's, it's the final four. <laughs> I thought everybody hated Florida Atlantic because that kid tried to do the 360 dunk at the end of the Fairleigh Dickinson game. What happened to that? It's just one player. I don't even remember that, yeah. Oh. You don't remember that? I they... do remember that. Oh, okay. Wait, well, that, what, people were hating? Is that like I thought, that? Yeah, A sportsmanship the, thing? H- hating on the team? On Twitter. The they were, everybody on Twitter was saying, oh, we can't root for them. They're not the Cinderella because the guy tried to do the dunk at the end. Oh. Sportsmanship's overrated. I agree with that. The, 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 that stupid commercial where the kid's like, coach. I stepped out of bounds or whatever it was, and yeah. they go to talk to them. No, it was I, off I, on me, Coach. I kicked that kid yeah. off the team. No. No, you wouldn't, Josh. <laughs> yes, I would. It's ridiculous. No. We're trying to win. What are we doing? I think Jay's right, though. I don't think, I don't think it's going to have a real negative impact on Handel because it's mm-hmm. still the Final Four. So we'll, we'll write a lot of money on the game. Okay. Yeah. It's like a good time slot. It's 3 o'clock local time here. We're going to have plenty of action. Sure. action. There's no doubt. But I would assume Miami-Ford is going to be the highest. If we're talking about individual games of these two. Miami and well, Connecticut. The second game be, yeah. will almost always be the one yeah. that you get more okay. action on. And they, and they put the better game in the last time slot always. Uh, there's no question that the second game will get more right. So where do you guys think that one uh, ends up in terms of a closing number? This is 5.5, 149.5 here at Superbook. Does, I would assume UConn is the team that gets the support and gets that number driven up. But I would think crazier so. crazier things. Yeah, we took some uh, UConn money this morning on them winning it all. What is it, mm-hmm. minus twenty? Yeah, we took a large yeah. play on them this morning, and uh, I would expect that to continue. We opened five, so and then the whole market went to five and a half, and um, I would expect that to continue. I don't think it's going to run anywhere. Right. I mean, six seems reasonable to me. The you know talking to a lot of people and how everybody really respects UConn. I mean, UConn has kind of been this sharp team, you know, a sharp guy team heading into this tournament a little underrated maybe a little under under the radar coming in at a four seed Mm -hmm. but they the sharps have loved this team uh the second half of the season they loved them heading into this uh tournament and i don't think that's going to stop now the general public even though they respect maryland i think it's it's a great story or miami Miami. and the coach the uh, the coaching for miami is 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 just tremendous Mm -hmm. And uh, you, you can't rule that out, but uh, I, I think that majority of the, the people out there will probably support the Huskies. I, I do think this is an interesting dynamic, too, because you, you, you mentioned Miami. Every step of the way, the market, you talk about the respect for UConn, it's kind of been the opposite for Miami, right? Mm-hmm. Every step of the way, the market has moved against them. The number moved against them in the Drake game. The number moved against them in the game against Indiana. number moved against them in the Houston game. And mm-hmm. while the number went in their direction in the Texas matchup, that was only because DeSue got hurt for Texas and mm-hmm. ultimately didn't play. There wasn't really market respect that was heading the way of Miami. So th- I think this is a really fascinating dynamic because, Jay, to your point, on one side you get a Connecticut team that the market has really started to enjoy and like and because they're cashing tickets and there's sharp support behind it. And you get Miami, which every step of the way, the, the betters have been like, nah, we're not really buying it. And yet here they are in the Final Four. Yeah. No, it's, it's, very, it's a very valid point. And, you know, they didn't really maybe respect this team or support this team until the last game. Um, I just I'm not sure it's going to overcome the momentum that UConn has at the betting windows right now. They just they have a lot of sport. You look at the scores and people in the general public are going to look at the scores. And they've been demolishing everybody. They're not falling behind by 13 points and coming back, you know, in the second half. They're just wiping these teams, you know, uh, they're wiping them out. And I, I think that is enough for the general public to side with the favorite here. John, you mentioned that you think Miami is the second-best team in this tournament, but mm-hmm. that's not a point in terms of, hey, maybe they're going to be live against UConn. It's just looking at the field, you think that they're the second-best team? I think so. I think they I think they had the toughest road to the Final Four yeah. of any of the four teams here, playing Indiana, beating Texas and Houston. 
I, I just and I, I like I like Larinaga. I think he's the best coach in this tournament, left in this tournament, I should say. So I would give them a pretty big coaching edge on Saturday against Hurley. I don't I don't know that I'm necessarily saying I think that means they're going to win the game. I just think if you want to point to anything, I'd say they're more battle tested from who they've played in the tournament, and I do think they've got the coaching edge. But Connecticut is just on fire right now. I mean, they that game on Saturday that we were at, I mean, how many times did they get them all the way down to the shot clock buzzer? Oh. And they would just chuck up a three and go in every time. I mean, Connecticut just played awesome basketball. Well, and a lot of people were – so in that game, right, a lot of people pointed to in the second half, Timmy gets his fourth foul. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. like, even then, like, yes, Gonzaga had the ball. They were still down by 10. Yeah, It's not like Timmy was – They were not – Gonzaga was not going to win that game right. if Drew Timmy doesn't pick up his fourth foul. I mean, everyone's so quick to blame the officials. Connecticut was winning that game handily on Saturday. They were, they were way too much for Gonzaga. So you, you brought up the point, John, so I'll ask you then. Um, second best team, but they are the fourth choice on the futures board because they are taking on the biggest underdog, right, of the two games, and they're taking on the best team in the field. If Miami pulls the upset, they'd be favored over both either San Diego State or FAU? They'd be, they'd be favored over FAU. Uh, we'd have to see what happens in the San Diego State game. Okay. But I think so. I think with the way they're, a, they're playing yeah, right now. I agree with you. I think he's going to be – or they would be a short favorite. Depends on how these things no, And those out. will be tight you know, numbers regardless, yeah. right? Like oh, one exactly. and a half or two yeah. maybe. Something oh, yeah. like I that, so. yes. But Miami – Miami, the short guys actually bet against them in, in the game on Friday. Yeah. And we saw we saw strange mm-hmm. betting in that game where the wise guys were laying Houston seven. Miami was this super trendy dog play. I mean, we were getting like four to one of our tickets on the dog in that game with several of our our sharper accounts laying the points with Houston, and then Miami goes out there and blows them away. Uh, that that game was very very surprising. So I just be careful underestimating uh, Jimmy Larinaga. Your uh, your boy might have a forty five to one ticket for the future still alive. Well, we don't. Yeah, Miami's a team that we do we do very poorly on in the futures. Yeah, uh, they were they're a team that the we took one? some. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, we took some pretty big wagers at eighty to one, sixty to one, and we do not do well on on the Hurricanes. Usually, when these things uh, you know pan out, and you have these type of you know, teams that have those long of odds, mm-hmm. you know, reaching the Final Four, it's usually not a good scenario for most books. No. You know, I mean, it, it's kind of a hit and miss, though. I mean, you know, you have these long odds, whether it's eighty, sixty. You know, 400, mm-hmm. you know, some of these long odds, you know, if you just take a couple of wagers on them, you know, some of the guys that are just throwing 100 bucks, $500, $300 on these things, you just can't overcome those odds. And we don't, normally don't talk about it and discuss it because it normally doesn't happen. No. But in this case, you know, some books I know, including us, have taken some hits on, on these teams reaching the Final Four. Yeah. Well, if you do that prop, if you do that prop before the season, a team to reach the Final Four, and this is your Final Four, right. you're probably going to get burned. I mean, this is the year where you're going to get burned. With these four schools in the Final Four, it was almost bound to happen that somebody was going to hit a long shot ticket, and they did on Florida Atlantic. Right, because to your point, right, and you, you guys talked about the, what was it again, 401, 501? 500 bucks at 401. Um, th- that's before the season starts, so you don't have any results. And when you get to the tournament actually being set, everybody's odds shorten up because sure. it's, it's settled yeah. down to a field of 64, or I guess 68. And right. The then, time that bet was made, I mean, Florida right. Atlantic was an outsider to make the tournament. Yep. You know, then they end up as a nine seed. They were a dog in that game. And then their one seed loses in the first round 
And then from there, uh, they, yeah, they played right. great. They were, uh, what, one and a half, two-point dog to Memphis. Memphis yeah. Oh, yeah. Not only and, one and, and they were supposed to play Purdue the next game. They probably sure. should have lost the game to Memphis. At the end, Memphis yeah. completely lost it. I think it was Kendrick Davis who turned the ball over Kendrick late. Kendrick Davis got injured. Completely melted the down. Game. Yeah, the, the whole Memphis team completely melted down. But it's funny, at the time, I know Jay remembers, we were really rooting for Florida Atlantic because we had a big decision on the game. And, and, and it's fine. But in the end, then it's like, oh, wait, Purdue lost. Oh, my gosh, Florida right. Atlantic is a 16-point favorite to make the Sweet 16 now. Yep. And, and they ended up going to the Final Four. But good for them, seriously. They're a well-coached team, and, and they deserve to be where they yeah, are. They but, get to play FDU in the second round. Well, you've got to have a break to get – for a team like that to make the Final Four, they have to catch some breaks. Mm -hmm. And there's almost nothing that could be a bigger break than being a nine seed and having your one seed lose in the first round. Sure. Right. Actually, that's a good point, right? Because I think a lot of people would point to San Diego State as like this Cinderella. They were a five seed, a nationally ranked team as well, yeah. right? That, that was very respected in a lot of like these projections. We always cite Ken Palm because that's the most well-known one. But a San Diego State team that was very well-respected in those types of markets and, and numbers and whatnot. So it's not like they're a massive Cinderella story to make it here. Or five seed who's actually really good, no. and they and they beat they beat the number one overall seed, mm -hmm. uh, San, San Diego State. They had a good run. The, the only the fortunate thing for them would be Arizona. their four seed lost. Their four seed was Virginia. They lost. Wasn't Arizona? Arizona was their two yep. seed. They yep. lost in the first round, and their three seed was Baylor. Lost to Creighton. So they they did get a number of the other top teams beat for them, but they beat the one seed. The number one they beat the number one overall seed. So uh, San Diego State, they certainly earned their way in. Well, you look at the past years. I mean, we've always had, well, not always, but a lot of times over the last you know decade or so, we've had um, you one Cinderella team. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's, I mean, St. Peter's made a run. We got George Mason. We had that one year VCU as a playing uh team they went all the way i think they were 11th seed they went all the way to the they final beat georgetown four. all right but you know all you can make a case for all four of these teams being a su surprise outside of you know uconn there's some support there but i think Miami, they are surprised because yeah. look at their draw they had kansas UCLA, that was a tough Gonzaga. that was a tough region right. they, yeah I, yeah even though uconn is a great team and everyone's picking them to win the title now go back to selection sunday yep and they had to go through that draw it's definitely surprising that they're here. Yeah, who was it? It was the um, who was in that region? Yeah, Kansas, Kansas, UCLA, Gonzaga, UCLA. That was the one. Was okay. the was seated one, two, uh, one, okay. two, and three. Yeah. So yeah, really, they, they played St. Mary's in the first round. Yeah, yeah. A very tough draw. They played. They went through. I think they played mm -hmm. Rick Pitino mm -hmm. in the first round. TCU. A lot of people like St. Mary's was a trendy team. pick, yep. and they were the five seed. Uh, Arkansas beat Kansas for them, but look, they took care of business. They 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 absolutely earned their way. Ignored here. the red in my final four. Ignore all the <laughs> who, who was John's champion? I can't see that far, Jay. Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, very upsetting. You had Duke in the Final Four, John. I did. I could see mm -hmm. that. Yeah. See? You know? Duke this, was this is hey, John's That was dream a very popular yeah. pick. Yeah. <laughs> this is John's dream Final Four. Right? Alabama, hey. Houston, Duke, and Gonzaga. Oh, like, Duke was, Duke was John, playing to a, a high power rating at the end of the year. <laughs> I think they were a three-point favorite in the ACC semifinals against Miami. They were? Yeah. And they won that game pretty easily. So they... Duke came into this tournament playing very, very well. They were a trendy pick. Shoot, they were a three-point favorite mm. over Tennessee, were they not? They were. Yeah. That was a good result for the house. Yeah. Not in Tennessee, though. Super, we had to explain why we didn't do well in Superbook, Tennessee. Gee, I don't it's know. It's always an interesting dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right? Balancing no, all did. of that in the <laughs> – all okay. of your masters. We, mm. we, did well on the, we did well in the game overall, but not at the Superbook in Tennessee. All right. Mm. Can't win them all. Let me, uh, let, me ask you, let me ask you guys this then. 
So you mentioned Miami, liability there. You wouldn't love it if they won a national championship, correct? Correct. So what steps do you guys take over these next two games or so? Uh, Let's say they win and move on. Do you guys, like, shorten prices on, like, UConn to attract more money to maybe offset that? Like, what do you guys do if you're looking at a situation like that with Miami? Well, we, and we, we've seen this coming. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, 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 we saw that um, Miami was kind of our big liability coming in uh, to the uh, Elite Eight. And uh, we had some liability on um, – who else was that? Well, we were in a bad spot yeah. because we had big liability on Texas, too. Oh, Texas, yeah. yeah so, that was a, regardless yeah, that was of that was what happens. Lose, lose for you. So, to yeah. answer your question, yeah. JVT, we, we do. We, we make a little – I mean, we'll make Miami a little cheaper than what you see in the market. You know, um, hopefully attract some money on the other side. But we don't have a lot of room to work here. Yeah. We, we, yeah. we, we, we got, uh, you know, UConn we were basically ba- breaking even with. I mean, we have – we were in pretty good shape with FAU. Yeah. We were in pretty good shape with San Diego State. But it doesn't seem like a lot of interest in those teams right now. Um, so we did get some UConn money, but we do try to sell it off a little bit to make okay. the you know, the load on Miami a little lighter than what we had, huh. you know, just a, the day yeah, before. You, you need to win some decisions. You know, you can't just you can't just say, oh, we lose on this team. Let's just sell everything back and then lose on everybody. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you just have to win some decisions. Yeah. Um, I hope that Miami loses on Saturday, a game that I'll be, I'll be watching very closely, John. I I feel like this is irony after I mean, baseball. <laughs> I will be watching baseball. Uh, look, I'm not good with words and definitions, but I feel yeah. like uh, this is somewhat ironic that John won't watch the morning the uh, early game, and yet it sounds like that's like the no, scenario of no. one of those two are champions. What are you talking saying? about? I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be here at work. I'm going to watch the early game. All right, all right, mm-hmm. all right. uh, am I hedging? Is the question? Uh, no, dude, ride or die. Let's go. I'm all in. Nice. Uh, no, I will say I am. Uh, you will hedge. Well, that's the thing. So actually, it's a good thing to talk to bookmakers about here, right? So, yes, I want to hedge. The problem is the 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 great scenario or the perfect scenario you want is the ticket that you have is the favorite in the scenario in which you are in. Obviously, that's not the case. Money line price is around minus two thirty or minus two fifty for UConn. So, of course, I think my perfect route would be Miami gets off to a hot start in that game, and I can get an in-game plus price on UConn to kind of find my way out of it. If not. I'm working with laying a price to hedge, and that's always a little bit of a trickier scenario, right? It's tough. A little risky. You guys want to give me some tips? Come on. Well, it's some more money. It's, huh? t- it's, it's tough. tough to hedge when you're the, when you're not favored, right? But I would, depending on how much I risked on it. I mean, is it an amount that you're comfortable losing? It's it's not it's not like a massive. Yeah, like, then yeah, I probably yeah. wouldn't right. do anything. Now, if it was something where like, wow, this could potentially be a very big score for me. Yeah, I'm not winning. I I would I would lay to win something on Connecticut money line before the game started, right. just so I don't get out of there with nothing. But if it's an amount you're comfortable losing, I would just let it. I'd let it ride until the final. Yeah. It's all relative. It's, really. it's chump change, really, is what it is. Well, a guy, that, fly, a guy like then. John that has four jobs, I mean, I would imagine <laughs> how significant could it be? I'd also say there's a reason why I have four jobs. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a tough economy. <laughs> or two kids that are sucking yeah. the life out of me. Either one. I mean, pick pick all your right, Fair point. Uh, Both all right. can be true. Yep. So by the time we get back together, uh, the championship will be decided. So mm-hmm. it sounds like ultimately we're rooting for the little guys, huh? FAU, SDSU. I think I've convinced John. John's in. I'm rooting for San Diego State. I, right, love, right. I love San Diego, and I'm a Mountain West guy like Jay. There we go. Yeah, same here. All right. I'll root for the Aztecs. I'm rooting for the Aztecs, right, even cool. though they might be formerly with yes. the Jay Mountain will West hate them. conference. My, uh, yes. my, no. my late grandfather was a big San Diego State fan. actually passed away last year, so it was pretty cool huh. to see them at this point. Mm-hmm. And I've got a cool little Marshall Falk bobblehead, but nice. like San Diego State Marshall Falk. 
nice. from a giveaway. Yeah. So we're a pro San Diego State house over in the Von Tobel Hernandez household. Uh, all right. So before we get out of here, John has mentioned it a couple of times. Yeah. Opening day is upon us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be here on Thursday. So I, will, I guess I'll ask it in this way. MLB futures really aren't that popular this early, right? This is a slow burn. It's 162 games. I would assume that any action that you guys have seen, if at all, has been on respected players and guys with their models and whatnot that are trying to find some market-like inefficiencies mm-hmm. as opposed to people really rolling out of bed to come and fire away on, like, you know, my angels to win the World Series or something. You see that trickling in. It's yeah. a marathon, as you said. So it's a, it's a long process. I mean, teams will get hot. Injuries will happen, which will attract action on somebody else in that division. Things will happen during the course of the year, but it's a marathon. And, uh, we, you know, we put up, a, you know, Ed and Jeff and those Randy, of course, um, put it some a number of baseball propositions up, you know, win totals, home run totals, individual, uh, all those people are up them. there. And people actually do like those seasonal bets, especially in baseball. You know, you got a lot of stat guys out there and it's, I got to say, it's kind of fun a little bit when you sit there, you know, have action. If you bet a, a team over or under, pretty much have action every single day. I mean, so I personally, personally for me, I actually, I love betting Major League Baseball win totals because to your point, Jay, so I, I'm not like a data guy, like some of the most respected people out there, but I like analytics and numbers. And mm-hmm. over the larger course of like a larger the sample size, the more often yeah. your numbers are going to play out or the data sure. is going to play out. So like, I really enjoy betting Major League Baseball win totals just because I feel like you actually have a pretty good shot at cashing on some of these if you have the right numbers in front of you because you get more data points to actually get there. It's probably the truest result you could get on any sports bet you make. Yep. It's over the course of 162 games. If you bet the right team or the right side, you're probably going to win unless there's just a huge number of injuries. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not like an, an NFL win total. One or two games at the huh. end can swing the whole thing. Yep. College football is even worse. But on an MLB win total, if you make the right pick, you're probably going to win. Mm-hmm. And even in the NBA, too. I mean, there's still a lot of – people think 82 games is a lot. It's still actually a relatively small sample size, especially with the way that NBA uh, – the NBA teams handle some of their players. So. I, can't, I can't do NBA regular season, John. It's, it's, it's just too much. It's quite the grind. We were, we were in the back the other day, and I said something mm-hmm. about, like, Kyrie Irving wasn't playing. And Jeff Sherman says to me, well, there's only 10 games left. In the regular season. Mm. I said, that means that he should play. Right. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Like, he's like, there's only 10 games left, so he's not playing? I would think the I would think the exact yeah. opposite of that. Well, I, I agree. With that I don't, specific I don't example, it. I would agree also yeah. because their team is 11th right now. Right. No, I had, I had one of <laughs> right. our guys. Yeah, right. right there. I had one of our guys pull up the standings, and they, sh- and they showed it to me, and I was like, wait, Jeff, so he should, like, he should be playing because they're like – clinging to their playoff lives <laughs> and i think if i remember correctly he did not play that night really and now he is Kyrie Irving is he is injured i'll say that he does have a oh, foot injury okay so oh. like that might be why <laughs> that but what it uh is. i don't follow nba regular season said all that. i know is i've never yeah. in my life seen an athlete as good at a sport as Kyrie irving <laughs> who makes his team worse it's it's fascinating to me he's a very good basketball player but if he goes to a team they immediately become worse Interesting. Uh, they are four and eight. The Mavericks are when Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. and Luka Doncic start Shocking. together. So. That makes sense. It's very, very tough. Uh, all right, really quickly, last baseball point. Uh, Major League Baseball season win total. That's here at Superbook, right? Or season win total yeah. contest. Contest. Yeah. It's here. Um, do you? Have, when's the last day to sign up for that thing? You know, is it before opening day, or can it, you get it, it in after opening day? No, it well, ends. It ends right before. Yeah, the first okay. pitch. 
So do win totals stay up after opening day? Because I know there are some shops who, because it's such a large sample size, like they'll leave them up for a couple of days. We have too many things going on. Yeah, you'll just you'll <laughs> be like, all right, get, yeah. get them out well, of Well, you got injuries. It's not just about the wins and losses. you right. got to keep track of injuries and stuff like that. So we uh, encourage everybody to get in before that first pitch. Okay. I will. I will. By the way, it like you're trying to push it down the road here. Uh, you, you maybe no, just, the season just asking, just asking. Oh, you know. Windows are open right now. Uh, yeah, gotta remember, open. teams must play at least 150 regular season games for action too. Yeah. So, well, we keep that. we keep adjusting those. You know, you, no yep. matter no matter what you do, you always are trying to have action uh, on everything. Correct me if I'm wrong. It used to be 160, right, or something like yeah, that. I think it was mm-hmm. 159. It might yeah. have been 160. Yeah. You're you're always every rule you're writing. You're trying to not refund bets, and then you run into a situation like that Bills Bengals game. Uh, I don't know how you can possibly foresee something like that. Mm. Or a pandemic. Or a pandemic. It's tough. It's tough. Always didn't check your house that. rules. Always Some people that. saw the pandemic coming, but they didn't clue in the people like us. <laughs> oh, we go down that wormhole for <laughs> That's not the odds makers, though. That's, yeah, a, that's people, a different podcast. Some people didn't yes. do about it, John. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, that was a great note to jump off on. Uh, make sure that there's a couple of notes here. First off, gamble problem, of course, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. And if you're looking to catch Final Four Championship games and opening day action, how about that? Make sure you come see us at the Superbook of the Westgate Las Vegas. That's where we record the odds makers. The Lodge Casino in Blackhawk, Colorado, or the newly added Taft's Ale House in Cincinnati. And as always, you can follow us up on social media at Superbook Sports or Superbook.com to stay on top of all the latest odds, boosts, and promos. We will talk to you next week here on the Odds Makers presented by Superbook Sports. You've been locked into the Odds Makers Podcast. The Odds Makers Podcast presented by Superbook Sports featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Jonathan Bontor. Hit our subscribe button, rate, review, and never miss out on weekly behind the counter access to the biggest events in sports. The Oddsmakers Podcast is a production of Green Roll Media. Green Roll Media, the world's premier sports betting podcast network.